This, this could be one of the early, like the earliest emo songs. That and, and privilege. Yeah, yeah. Pulling up to your own party. So, I don't know much about that song, but I can only assume that maybe it's I try about, to pull up the lyrics. I okay. I'm gonna make an assumption. So okay. don't read it out loud. But here's my assumption: okay. is that this girl is at a party. But either she gets dumped at her party or the boy she has a crush on shows up with another girl or another guy. And she's devastated. And she's like, oh, fuck this. Because, I mean, you would do that, right? If you're like, oh, I can't wait to see, like, so-and-so is coming to my party and you uh-huh. have a crush on them and they show up with mm-hmm. somebody else and you're like, god damn. And now it's your birthday party. You got a fucking sombrero on, you know, and everybody's singing to you, and you're, like, trying to hide your tears, you know what I mean? Right. All right, well, what let's... Did you, what did you find out? Let's pull this up. So, the we know the lyrics are, it's my party, I'll cry if I want to, cry if I want to, cry if I want to. You would cry, too, if it happened to you. So, obviously, something happened. We know that. We got to analyze that, okay? <laughs> then, so, the, the, the lyrics go, nobody knows where my Johnny is going. But Judy left the, left the same time. Oh. Or was he holding her hand when he's supposed to be mine? Damn, I was right. And then right. it goes into the hook. And then it goes into playing my records, keep dancing all night, but leave me alone for a while till Johnny's dancing with me. I've got no reason to smile. Then Judy and Johnny just walk through the door like a queen with her king. Oh, what a birthday surprise. Judy's wearing his ring. How old are these motherfuckers? Well, it's probably like a class ring. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's let's break this let's break this down because there's a there's a lot there's a lot in that. I don't really know if there is, but go ahead. There's a lot in it. First of all, please. What I would like to know is who established this relationship? Mm-hmm. Because either she's in neglect and and has like this these delusions that they're together that her and johnny are together right or this dude johnny is just a straight up sociopath who decides that i'm gonna go to my girlfriend's party and hook up with another girl right in front of her Maybe this is his way of saying, this relationship is not really working out. I don't think that if I just came to you and said, we got to end this, that you would actually, right? you, you would just acknowledge okay that and, and just and be okay with it. So maybe I have to do something drastic in front of everybody so that you can get the confirmation that you shouldn't be with me anymore. That's cold-blooded. Hmm. But yeah, this could, this could be both sides. So it could be, yeah, the delusion. She's like, this is my guy. But wait, is is he, he wait, what, what the heck? By the way, and they left the party? They left the party. What are you doing back in the day? Just like in the 50s, 60s? You know what I mean? They went out. And yeah, probably, and it, yeah. so they left at the same time and then they came back. Like, were you out there looking at her, her, her calves? Tell me. 
What were you doing back there? And Did you swipe some like liquor she, from the old lady's liquor cabinet? But look at her, her um like she look at her cognitive dissonance. It's like playing my records, keep dancing all night, but leave me alone for a while. So Johnny's dancing with me. I've got no reason to smile. Thank you, whoever that was, as we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Is that your mom? Yeah. Hey, hey, a- <laughs> doing a podcast. Get out of here. That was what she knows that song, though. See? Yeah, of course she knows that song. She grew up in this. And you, I love it. You, you so- see how the baby boomers are. They're all psychotic. Anyway. Who walks into uh, her pocket? So, <laughs> so, so this, 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 I say, come on now. So she, so she, yeah, I can see, I can see this both sides. Is she's either delusional, like, oh, he's mine. How could you dare cheat on me? Or, I mean, or she, he, I don't know. Or he was hers, and was like, how dare you do? Either way, it's a victim mentality. Yeah, he's like, well, why, would, would you want to mess with a guy's messing around on you with the sweat hogs? Like yeah. that was from. Um, you, but I, I, I get it because I, I I get it. Look, you uh, let's just assume that she was in a relationship with Johnny and they've been together for a while, or she just has low self esteem and very insecure, and she figures she this never is the best way to. Dis- she think think about that. She she never worked up the nerve to talk to him so i think if you do that you may not have a right to be mad because you didn't make a move yeah. so you can't be you can't be mad because that's in your head like you know you can't just assume people know shit. you have yeah, to even speak. even by the lyrics it is in her head that her and johnny are together right he, like he nobody like, knows where my johnny is going because she's probably like throwing her party and and invited everybody and of course he shows up and she's expecting that he's gonna be with her because that would be like a uh, like a birthday present for her um right happy right. birth happy belated birthday by the way um, oh, thank you yeah <laughs> and um, talk about yes we'll chat about this oh yeah we'll chat about that but let's wrap this one up i think i think really it was just her her delusions and her cognitive dissonance of believing that johnny was supposed to be with her and she thought because it's her birthday that it's her special day and everything's supposed to go right. So there's some some other issues that are going on there. This but, this, yeah, o- this ex- obviously privileged thing. An expectation. Yeah. It's, it may not be. By the way, what 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 if? Here's the thing about this: people, you know, our tendency to think uh, the positive or negative, and a lot of times we think the negative. But what if, in reality, Johnny was like a psychopath, and she's mad because he's with somebody else? Yeah, right. Then it turns up, like, oh, you hear about what happened to that girl that he was messing with at your party? Yeah, or what happened to Judy? Right, and she's like, no, and then it turns out to be some weird, crazy thing. It's like, oh, you know what? Whew. This you is know. what turns into ABC after school specials. Right. Crisis averted. <laughs> we cried too if it happened to you. May have saved your life. What a, we don't whatever, know. Happened to, whatever happened to Judy, that would be the title of it. Dateline. 
could you, could you, ima- could you imagine the awkwardness <laughs> of that party, though? You're like, you're trying to hang out and, like, have some punch. You're like, uh, she's crying again. Jesus Christ. Uh, do we cut the cake now, or... Yeah, like think think about that. Think about how uncomfortable it would be to be at a, at at her party, at Leslie's party, and then she's crying, and you figure out why she's crying because you figure out you figure she's got a crush on Johnny and shit. You already know that Johnny and Judy are fucking, but right this jaded girl. Maybe there's no wait, 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 wait. I got an even better scenario. <laughs> What if okay. she's really nuts? So what if she's at what if she's at a party alone? There ain't even a party. The party's in her head. Oh, that's deep. So the party is in her head, and she's imagining, oh, Johnny's gonna come and make the party all better. But how messed up with that? Okay, okay. I just thought of something interesting. This is really weird. Why do why do people do this to themselves if you're going to imagine something why not all the time but why a lot of times people imagine the negative i know it's probably self-preservation or whatever but think about Mm. that like why would that be your fantasy the women we may come around full circle this at the end of the podcast and you know why but that just made me think of that it's like you can have a fantasy why are you having a negative one yeah. Like, oh yeah, I had this daydream where, you know, I fell off the roof. I was trying to put some tiles on the roof and I fell and broke my ankle and, right. and then the dog like, peed on my face. I mean, I, I, I understand accident avoidance. So you think of all the scenarios that you can go through physically or emotionally. Mm-hmm. But then what ends up happening is we we tend to to side with that instead of imagining oh well let me let me actually put my emotions into the the joy of what could happen or even the joy of what is happening or what exactly 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 that's a uh, that's a fascinating angle so uh, let, let's talk about what what it, oh wait well I kind of played into the Alan Watts quote I was reading to you before we started recording was talking about that, you know, we, we choose to, um, in, in resisting any sort of negative, uh, literal pain or emotional pain instead of, um, well, it's, it's weird because I don't even think he talks about dwelling in it. I mean, we could, we're going to encounter it, but the thing it's more to absorb it and it, it's likened to, the idea of, of being like water and adapting mm-hmm. to your situation. It's absorbing a blow. You can absorb a blow and and not be harmed by it. I mean, does that mean it doesn't sting? No, it's going to sting, but you can absorb it a lot better if you don't try to deny it. That's what I think happens when people um, deny their emotions and kind of just push them away. Mm-hmm. and don't really work through them. Um, I, I think it just creates like this knot. If you could imagine almost like building some kind of ball of tension or whatever, it just gets bigger and bigger and soon it's like ginormous. Now you got to deal with a bigger 
thing. So any little thing can set you up about all of those things. It's like it's like dirtying your clothes and then piling piling them up and knowing that all it takes is to do some laundry. And then your yes. clothes are clean. It's 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 doing the little work, doing little loads of laundry. Yeah. And now you like if you if you if you dive in with you know everything you kind of encounter for yourself or whatever. I mean that's really the only thing you can do is work on yourself. So if you yeah. dive in and encounter those things and clean them up as soon as you can, and then you go, okay, well now I now I've, I've dealt with that, and um, I I think that's a very powerful thing. Now, I, I talking about crying at birthday parties. Ironically, there was crying at my birthday party um, that I went to uh, one of my friends' house. He and his wife just got a very nice house here in the city and uh, went to their house, and a bunch of people were over there. I mean, quite a few. I like this post-pandemic era because we were hanging out, chilling, wasn't nobody freaking out about touching everybody or, you know, stay 10 feet away. It was great. Um, my friends, one of my friends brought their uh, two and a half year old son. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to him. So he did cry a little bit. He's a pretty good kid. But, you know, you know, when you're two and a half, you're going to cry about little things here or there. Uh, yeah. But it was awesome. He actually helped me open my gifts, which was amazing. I, I think I think the, the wonderment of kids is so great. Like, because... I mean, not at least not the environment I was in, but I've been in environments where, like, they don't want to, like, oh, don't let him bother you, don't let the kids, like, let the kid be a kid. Like, that energy is fucking great because they're just doing their thing. They're having a good time. Like, they do not care. Like, it's, you know, I mean, that wasn't the situation this, you know, past weekend. But, um, you know, it was good to see people. Um, you know, I, I really had to do some work because I had, been in my head off and on over the past couple of weeks. So um, it's it's funny when you, uh, I don't know if this is a Gemini thing, if people believe in those things, but I have definitely been in situations where I'm really trying to have a good time. And there mm-hmm. are times where you're trying to resist having a good time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I had a good time though. I mean, I, I really did. Um, but I noticed that when I came home, I kind of reverted back into my head. And then it was like, I, I think that's one thing that people don't get. If you're, you know, talking to people with, you know, that kind of self-analyze like that. It's because people will say, well, you know, we were hanging out. They were really lively and talkative and this and that. I'm like, well, people can do that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. This is just the reality you can go back into your own element and kind of be like, okay, well, shit, now I need to process uh, some more things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm finding interesting about myself, because as we always try to do on this podcast, is to talk about ourselves more, you know, more than any, because that's all really we can do, um, is I'm noticing with myself lately you know because you kind of think like i do and we get in these moody kind of 
I don't want to say dark. I, I think dark is always kind of a negative connotation. Right. But kind of a quiet thing where it's like, I don't want to talk to people. Let me, let me just work on this. But the thing now is I'm noticing when I go to that place, I don't stay there as long as I used to. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like the more time goes on, at least in the past couple of years, I'll go there and maybe even a day later, not even that long, something will hit me and go, oh yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to like dwell in this. Yeah, I don't, I, can... I don't hold a lot of mood grudges. Even if I want to, I, it's hard for me to do that. It's hard for me to just hold on to it. Yeah. Um, even the past few days, I've had opportunities to hold on to some negative grudges, but it's, it's hard. It's, it's really, it's hard because it's, it's a, it's a weight that I, that I don't want to hold on to. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just put the weight down. It's, it's like, if you hand me a hundred pounds and I don't feel like lifting a hundred pounds, then I'm going to just drop the weight. And that's, I know I can do that. And, and so it's not chained to me or anything like that. I can just drop the weight. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm choosing to do, depending on my perspective of how I look at it. Like if I feel like it's a heavy weight, then I can, I can just drop it because I don't think it's, it's not necessary to hold on to it or even hold on to the, to the delayed onset muscle soreness or emotion soreness that comes right. a couple of days after. Like to, yeah. cause to me, it's like bringing up old shit. Why are you bringing up old shit? Like, to right, me right. old shit is old shit is most motherfuckers be like old shit is like years no old shit could be minutes old shit could be yeah. seconds because i can i can i can snap out of it and then people would be like well that's kind of that's that you're you're evading it or or you're that's people some people might say oh that's bipolar no it's actually not bipolar is 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 more holding it for long periods of time and then switching to the other side for long periods of time. That's mm-hmm. the definition of what we consider bipolar. But I think right. a lot of it is that um, to, to be flexible with going in the direction of a positive or a negative, whatever you want to, whatever aspect you want to look at it, I think it's important because you should be asking yourself, how long do I want to hold on to this? Because most of right, the time, it, go mm-hmm. ahead. I was going to say, I, I think even if you're asking yourself that question, you can let it go. Yeah. Because if you're even going, how long am I going to, I mean, and I've been, and I've done that even recently, like even with just a mood and go and go like, why are you, do, you're, this is only for you. Right. It's only for you. Unless like, unless you're trying to, to display something. Do you know what I mean? And the only reason you're trying to display something is is manipulative. Because why would it matter? Nobody can know what right. you're thinking. Right. But if you show what you're thinking, and then, you know, that mm. that's almost like a victimization where you want people to rescue Yes, look at me. I want you to, yeah, exactly. Look at me. I right. want you to, I, I, need, I need to make sure that I have somebody to be sympathetic towards how I'm feeling. Right. I, and I, and I think, I think the, the hardest 
thing to, you know, realize is, for anybody, is you, we can save ourselves. You know what I mean? But a lot of people don't think they can, and they don't want to. Does that make sense? Like, like just mentally, nobody can save you mm. unless you save yourself. Like you, right? You only you can do that work. Um, right. You. The, the thing is, even if it takes the presence of somebody being available, it is you that does the work. It is not them. It, right. It, no. No. Nor should you ever say thank you for saving my life unless it's a physical fucking thing. Well, some somebody may though. Somebody really, you could have somebody come in your life and, and say, hey, you know, something you said to me or the way you made, because you can inadvertently make someone feel some way about themselves. You know what I but mean? But that's, that's but, them but, choosing. But that's choose. right. That is true. Ultimately, it is you choosing. And why do you need someone else? Because think about it. Like, I tell you there's, there's, there's times where you give, you give somebody so many tools of, of, of tools and ways that they could use that and take that and 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 manipulate their own situation and move themselves out of it their mm -hmm. life preserver the the rope whatever the raft, whatever you want to call the, the raft, hand yeah. the raft the, anything like that but first you have to recognize that 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 you need help and then second you have to recognize that that the help is available that the help the opportunity to to change your perspective is there and right. then you have to be willing to do it because yeah. it is a choice it's a choice to feel like shit i'm yep. sorry anybody that says that depression and anxiety and all that stuff isn't a choice it is a choice because the you're given options of how to perceive particular things in life right you're given options, and if if you, it'd be different if if everybody would agree on how you, on how you're feeling in this particular situation, and 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 say I feel the same thing. Mm -hmm. Empathy is is real. People can know how you feel, right? Because of certain things, people can connect with that. Mm -hmm. But people also know how to disconnect and say, I know how that feels. Yeah. But I also know how to how to break away from that feeling. And I understand yeah. when we when we think of mental illness and we think about mental health and how I I as a personal trainer, I I I can't be more specific as to how it coincides with the physical. It's this. It's pretty much so fucking parallel that mm -hmm. you have to ex. You have to be able to exercise both. Yeah, I I think that's like a, a interesting built-in system because I think when you can work on your your physicality, that's like you know healthy people tend to be happier. Right. Um, be because you're not distracted by, um, you know, I mean, your body's obviously using energy in different ways and probably trying to heal itself. You know, obviously there are things that are not within our control, 
you know, right. chemically or physically, but there th- there are things you can do to counter it. You know, like I I've noticed before, if 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 I start getting into my head, um, like it kind of happened uh, yesterday. Um, you know, and I had a good weekend, but yesterday I I started thinking a little more than I needed to. And the first thing I did, instead of like, just sit there in it, I was like, oh, I need to clean up my kitchen and do this. And I knew, I actually knew doing that, I would feel better. And Mm -hmm. I just threw stuff away, organized stuff, cleaned up stuff. Like 20, 30 minutes later, I was like, oh yeah, that felt good. All right, cool. Got out of my head. You know what I mean? Although weirdly, I was in my head, but it was not, I wasn't anywhere else. Does that make sense? Mm. What you don't think about yesterday, you don't think about tomorrow or whatever. You know, it's just really interesting space. I have to bring this up while we're at it because something happened today that was very interesting, and I may have mentioned this before, but uh, there's a new element to it. So at, at Starbucks in my neighborhood, there are always like certain people that kind of you know, you re- kind of regulars you end up seeing a lot over there, you know. And there's mm-hmm. this one guy over there. He's over there every day. And I can only, ass- I, I'm not making any assumptions other than he's always there every day. He doesn't seem to have a care in the world. Just this older dude, you know, kind of sits in the shade or wherever. He's got his phone and he's like typically listening to music and like reading. That's it. I've seen this guy over there for the past couple of years. Never have spoken to him. Ever. Mm-hmm. But I see him all the time. And something in my brain at some point, even probably a year ago, said, this guy's probably a cool motherfucker. I don't know why, because I'm like, I think he has some shit figured out. I, I think if anyone's been in a city, because you have more chance to be around different kinds of people, you probably run into people like this. And so today I was heading over there and sitting at a table was a girl that I know and talk to regularly sitting with the guy I never talked to. And he's like an older man, you know, just unassuming dude. He has like the uh, aviator glasses on that are like reflective. And I went over to, she's like, hey, how are you? I was like, I'm good. How are you? It's like, have you ever met John? I was like, we've seen each other. Right? We've never talked. He's like, hey, how you doing, man? Like, super, super cool, right? So we start having this conversation. And they're talking about things, asking me about my birthday. And here's where it gets funny. Mm-hmm. And I decided, I'm like, let's. I'm gonna take this conversation deep and see where he goes because I think he can. I think he's gonna go there. So I, we we're talking about just coincidences or whatever. And this girl was like shaking her head, like no. And I go away. I said, "You believe in coincidences?" She goes, "I think that I think I believe in synchronicity. Like things happen for a reason." Oh. I go, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah, I think so." And I go, "Okay." And she goes, "What about you?" And I was getting ready to answer. I go, "Well, I don't know." And I look at him. I go, "What do you think?" He goes, "Well, I have no idea. I don't know." <laughs> But then he went into explanation why. He goes, I can see, he goes, you might, somebody might mention a word or say a word you haven't heard forever. 
And then you read a book and you go, oh shit, there's that word. He goes, now, is that coincidence? Or did you just tune me into that frequency? So now I'm seeing that. He goes, is that coincidence or is it synchronicity? Mm. He goes, I don't know. I was like, I knew you. God damn it, man. I knew you were cool. By the way, it gets cooler because we keep talking about that. About 15 minutes later, um, I was actually, two of my friends were meeting me up there. So I was waiting on them. And um, I'm talking to them and I said, I looked at him, I said, what do you know about Alan Watts? This dude got the biggest grin on his face. This dude's got to be in his maybe 60s. He got the biggest grin on his face. He goes, he goes, little did I know I would be sitting here today and this young man that passes me by every day knows who Alan Watts is. This is cool. <laughs> I, I see the layers piling on top of each other. Right. And so we were talking about, I said, I, I explained, I was like, I've been sitting on, he knows I was like, I live right over here. I said at night, I sit on the parking deck and eat popsicles and listen to Alan Watts. And he just started laughing. He goes like, that's great. That's so cool. But he was, <laughs> he was really tripped out by, he goes, yes, I know. He goes, yes, I know of Alan Watts. He goes, I don't know him personally, but I know of Alan Watts. I said, oh shit. Okay. And then I, I ended up having to go. But anyway, it, it, it was, it was kind of, it was profound on many levels because these are people that most people never talk to. And I already knew that this guy had something figured out. Now, whether, I don't know, I, I know nothing about him. By the way, he didn't say anything about himself. Nothing. Other than he really liked Jimi Hendrix, you know. And I was like, good choice, Jimi, yes. And we talked about Jimi Hendrix, and that was kind of it. And But I know nothing about him. Is he homeless? Is he... It, it, does he not work? Is he retired? Is he rich? By the way, he can be filthy rich and just like to hang around at Starbucks and read. And mm -hmm. I was like, this, this is a motherfucker it's that has atmosphere. it all figured out. I think he has some things figured out. And that's what I found fascinating about him. So now, but it's interesting. And now I'm never going to pass him the same way. Because I'm going to end up going over there and be like, so I was listening to this Alan Watts lecture. You know, I think he's, he's like, bro, I just want a fucking cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he would. I don't think he would do that. But yeah, I know. I know. He's like, sometimes I don't want to talk. No, but it was, it was. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, and then the weird thing. Okay, here, I have to draw to bring it around. Bring it around, down like SpongeBob. Um, something interesting. Okay, so I'm talking about coincidences and synchronicity and I mm -hmm. found that I was attempting to talk myself out of it I was I was convincing myself this is what I've been doing is going maybe all that stuff is in my head maybe I'm tuned to it so that's what I'm seeing and that's what you choose to see but maybe not I don't know but then here's how life is funny I'm sitting with uh, two of my friends uh, I guess I could just name drop them. I guess it's gonna matter, but sitting with Pat and Lauren, mm. and hi guys, that's right. Uh, we were talking about the podcast today, by the way. But uh, so they, we were all at Starbucks, just outside talking, and Lauren gets a phone call from her dad. Right, mm. but all we hear is the one side of the conversation. He had tried to call Pat, and then he called Lauren. So we're like, "What the heck's going on?" So we just hear her and she's kind of reacting like, okay, well, 
okay, well, I'll give you his number. It was really weird. So she texts her dad. She goes, dad sent him a number. And then he gets a call back, or Lauren gets a call back, and she answers it. And it was uh, her dad and our mutual friend, Tony, the studio engineer. I, you may have met Tony. Um, so Tony was on the line, too. And he's like, hey, everybody, hey, hey. I was like, what the hell is going on with that? So Lauren gets off the phone, and she goes, okay. This is literally after we were talking about coincidences and synchronicity. She said, my dad was at the grocery store just a while ago. And he parked in the parking lot. A lady was parked near him. She was pushing a cart into those, like, cart, you know, things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, whatever they are, cart corral. And he and, and uh, her dad said, he's like, ma'am, I'll just take that cart from you because I need a cart. She goes, oh, okay. So she gives it to him, and he looks down, and he sees a wallet on the ground. He goes, oh, ma'am, you dropped this. She goes, I didn't drop a wallet. So he picks it up. How is it our friend Tony's wallet? Wow. Of all people, her dad, and he had, they had just hung out on my birthday. And so he needed Tony's number to go, hey, I have your wallet. <laughs> this was right after I was talking about synchronicity. Talk about, talk about a how the fuck. That's what we were like. It, it threw me out because I was, I was really... I, I'm really on this quest to like kind of debunk my thoughts on synchronicity and things. And then that happened and I was like, God damn it. It made me laugh though. It's almost like the universe kind of laughing at your ass where you're going, Oh really? Oh really? Bang. You know, well, it's like, a, it, it's like it flicked a little booger at me. You know what I mean? It's just like, your mouth was open. Yes. I was like, and then, it was dry, but on the very end, it was kind of wet, but still stringy. Yeah, it's the grossest guy. <laughs> it, had like a hard, it, had like a, it had like a hard knot in it, but most yeah. of it was slimy. Kind yeah. of like stuck to the inside of your nose. That's right. really actually going to make me nauseous. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> and I, remember, I remember being a kid and like, yo, okay, sorry. I just looked um, west and the, it's been raining for the past four fucking days and yeah, the sun the, East Coast the sun the sun finally yeah, is, sun. is out and the, the sunset is is looks looks like it's about to be phenomenal I, I can see through the trees that there's some some crackling of of light and shit and it was, which Ooh. is beautiful which also just it's it's this is synchronicity within itself because it shows it like before we even started the podcast, I had, you know, we and I talked and I said, we and I, you and I talked. That's, that's, <laughs> wow. that's deep. I heard you say it, but I was like, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so that's in the podcast descriptor. It says we and, we and I talk about. We and I, we and I talk about <laughs> um, like some, some, some things that are about to happen and, uh, or that might or might not happen and how it can seem stressful. See, even on that particular thing is like, all right, if, if the 
the end result ends up being this particular thing, fine. That person has to deal with that particular thing the way that they're going to choose to deal with that particular thing. I still have to keep moving. And in my movement, I know that the 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 way the my perception of of uh, of the events of travel and everything that I'm going to be getting into going to my stepbrother's wedding and 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 being able to see some friends that I haven't seen in years and everything I know that there's going to be some experiences that come out of that some perspectives that come out of those experiences but I also know that behind that, there's going to be some what ifs. If this particular connection doesn't happen. Right. And so I know that coming back, there's going to be things that I will have to face. But I'm also prepared. And it's also because, and this goes back to um, Friday's podcast. I'm also prepared for thinking about all the the worst case scenarios, but then once I deal with what is, I understand that everything that I could have thought of is way more extreme than what is. Right. And I think this is this is the this is the tool that we have when we when we use our anxieties or our fears is sure go ahead think about it think about what could happen but then also move towards what you actually want other than what you don't want right and be able to be able to actually move towards it other than deciding that i believe that this might happen and so I'm not going to do it because it might happen. Because if you if right. you might the whole if you might the whole world, then you'll never do anything. And then right. what do you have to, what do you have to prove? Like what do you have to show for in your life if you could if you might could do something? I might yeah, I like with it, yeah. I might could. <laughs> but you know, it's the I, I sent you a, a it was very heavy uh once again another Alan Watts lecture on Friday. Um, I don't really want to use the terminology he used because I thought it was, well, I mean, I can, but he basically, well, basically, he said, if you're not, if you're not willing to gamble with life, commit suicide. Yeah. And, but what he meant, I don't, he was not really encouraging that, but basically what he was saying is, is, is if you, if you want to go on, understand what it is. Yeah. Where it's it's because people, I, I, this is what's interesting. I'm about to wrap this into a concept we've talked about before. We've talked about movement and stillness all at the mm-hmm. same time. And movement and stillness, he brought it in another term or in another way and said, this is um, skill and chance. He says, it's a game of chess. You always talked about this. It's about the game of life where, and that doesn't mean manipulating. I mean, it could obviously. Well, but everything is manipulation, but don't think of manipulation as something negative. Evil. Just think of right, it right, as right. it. 
as it well, is. manipulation can be good if you're trying to influence someone in a good way. You manipulate exactly. them in a good way, right? Um, so, but 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 taking it in that in that context too, is he talks about skill and chance, and saying within within this framework of chance, have skills. So to me, that's the same thing as movement and stillness. But the weird thing is, I think in a weird way, the movement, well, the movement is your skill. Mm-hmm. The chance is is the is the stillness. is the outcome. Well, the chance is the well, stillness it's, it's and the stillness. It's it's that's what you can't control, right? But you can still maneuver, like you said, and 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 I think when you have an intention, an intention is your pointed target, like you know, because th- this is also why I think people get depressed and 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 all these kinds of, because they don't have a target. It's like at least have a fucking target, it, no matter what it is. And it can be, I mean, obviously the more specific you can get, I, I think you really have to be careful to not be too specific because then if you don't hit that exact target, you might feel like you've lost. But if, if you have a general, like a pretty specific target, you know, and, and then you work toward that. And then once again, you combine all these skills, literal skills, also which includes absorption, and things like that and the flowing i think that's why mm. some people do better than others because they have a target and they're flowing toward it they're not like fighting and clawing and like you know doing all this shit. well you kind of got don't you kind of got to keep it in the realm of what's in front of you because the more you, well, you have to because that is what's there here's so here's a concept and um this is what i've learned from playing tennis is the more you keep your eye on the movement of what you're doing, meaning mm-hmm. as the ball hits, as the ball hits the racket, as the ball hits the racket, and your intention is to put it in a specific place, mm-hmm. it is not to look to see whether or not you put it in that place, but to swing as if it's already there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And so, if you watch tennis. And you watch the pros, you see that they're the when they hit the ball, usually the seconds that it takes for them to turn around, one, the ball is all is way gone. Mm-hmm. But their head is still in the position as if they were still looking at the ball. So there's that delay is important because it shows that you've moved all the way through all the steps that it took for you to put the ball into the position that you wanted it to, Mm. wanted it to be Mm. in. And that is extremely important because if you don't, most people don't go through the process. We just expect that what we did gets us the results that we want without understanding that it takes step by step by step in order to make sure that you have the process of fluidity to to actually bring anything that you want into existence right but we're impatient the thing that fucks us up is impatience and 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 what fucks us up is is the overthinking so there's another thing in tennis when you second guess what you're doing then mm-hmm. you go with the second guess. That's the whole point. If at first 
you thought, let me swing it here, but then you second guess because you have enough time, you got to follow through. That's that's so fucking important. You got to follow through because if you don't follow through, then all you did was you scratched what could have been and then you start on something else. Your second guess is something else. And so you're something else because you don't you have not developed the skill for that mm-hmm. something else then you're starting from the beginning it's 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 like it's like a move out of fear yes if if, if, you, if you're scared if you because like when some people they go like how do you do that and you just don't think about it and it works out it's like I, I don't know some people are in that kind of once again it's a flow but then when you second guess you're kind of it's like hitting a rock in a stream where like you kind of got diverted it's like, well, you're not, you're not going to end up where you could have been because you kind of diverted. Now, uh, this got brought up. I want to bring this up before we had to switch lanes. But mm-hmm. um, I'm working on my, my book, um, and I was writing about something that I did for the first time uh, when I was in New York. And I pulled this maneuver. And then when I was writing about it today, I realized what, what I was doing and maybe how smart I was, even at like 24 or whatever I was. But... I don't know if you remember, there was one time I took a trip to New York that I had no place to stay. And I had some meetings, so I had to be there overnight. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with me staying overnight. But the first day I was there, I went to the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. And there was a music conference going on that day. And I didn't have money to get into the conference. But I was learning. I was like, well, I'll just hang out in the hallways because that's where all the networking goes anyway. And nobody will check me for a pass. So I went to the conference for free, basically, that day. Didn't I meet you there? You may have, but there was a point we, where there yeah. was a point where Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were on a panel. And I knew they were in this panel. I was outside, so I didn't get to see the panel. But I had this plot in my head, and you already know this move. This was the first time I did it. Is I said, when they come out, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what all these fuckers are doing. Because they're trying to get their attention. And they want them to know who they are. Um, or they, you know, like, listen to my demo. Listen, I got this artist. Yo, I'm a producer. I'm a writer. They're not going to pay attention to that. I knew they would. I knew that people will see me and there's some curiosity. But I thought, if I just do the same shit, that they, like, everybody's on their nuts. So I'm not going to be. So I, I kind of do the opposite. So what I did, and you've seen me, you've known this. I did it several times. But my maneuver, the first time I did it, I turned my cell phone off when they were coming out of the conference room and I started acting like I was on a phone call, like I was like closing a deal. And I kind of got behind them and they were heading to the elevator. And when they got to the elevator, they got them in there like they kind of had escorts. And I was like pulling up to the elevator trying to get in the door because I knew they wouldn't deny me getting on that elevator. I knew that. They wouldn't let the door close on me. So they let it That's open. That's skimpiness. And now the thing is, most people be like, oh, I'm in an elevator with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I need to say something to them. No. I looked at them and did the like, I didn't even look at them. I looked at the person who had the door. I was like, thank you. Like, and I turned my back to them and I kept talking on the phone. You know, so she's like, no, like, we gotta be in the studio. Like, I was just making all this shit up. And when the elevator opened, I went and I went a total other way. But I knew they heard every fucking thing I said. And I know, I didn't look behind me, but you know they're like, who is this little motherfucker 
talk, and I had no, I had no intention of talking to them. I didn't even sweat them. Now, did, I mean, did anything come out of that? I don't know. So I'm not here to tell like, oh, then one day they came up. That wasn't the point. Even when I was writing about it earlier, I knew I was like, I know how to plant seeds because also even as you knew at that time, I mean, we had a lot of good music, but we mm-hmm. didn't have anything great that I would go, oh, I really want you to hear this. And I right. knew it would be a bad move to go, hey, listen to what I have, because they'd be like, eh, it's okay. Because even right. a at that time were like, you're okay, but you could be better. Like, I already knew they couldn't use me at that time, but I knew planting that seed was smart. And that even if they didn't, you know, one day, oh, ironically, actually, I think Jimmy Jam popped in a... a clubhouse panel I was on but I was on the panel that time and he came in the room and was like talking to people I was like this is weird not that he would remember me if he saw me he might but anyway that's not even the point that's the whole thing about this is that it's the long game that's what you Mm -hmm. were just talking about that's the thing it's like we are patient people and I I I learned to be patient because I've learned rejection and I've yep. felt like at times I've mastered it, but just because you've mastered rejection doesn't mean that you have to give up because there are, it just gives you time to, to observe and find other angles and shit. And like, yep. I, I think it's important because if you, if you don't do that, then you end up cheating yourself. Mm-hmm. And you should never well, cheat yourself. Well, it's like, it's like when somebody, when someone does something and they go, well, try that, that sucks. It's like, well, fucking try it again. Try it right. another way. Cheat. Yeah. Like, that shit annoys me. I tried it once. Okay, we'll do it again. 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 Like, I mean, and, and by the way, obviously not the same way. Find different angles. You know, do different, like, it's, it's once again, we go back to even if you, if you want to talk about making love to somebody. Uh, you know, I said there's more than one way to uh, love someone. It's not just, you know physically <laughs> yeah um, everything's about can, perspective that we say but you can but you can you can you know i had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday who's an artist and he's very good with, with his art and i said you know i said there's more than one way to touch someone and i think that people forget that so you just think like i said you know wor- words are powerful images are powerful stories are powerful not you know and hit hit people with all that all of mm-hmm. that and then you know that that's how you convey a message stories are extremely powerful i like it's so important so so yep. important well especially ones where you're not a little pussy and you know you're like oh fuck i did even writing this book i think it's it's really kind of reinvigorating my mental just just my angle on everything because when you really think about things you've done before you're mm-hmm. like shit okay and then it makes like everything you're looking at now you're like oh this ain't shit compared to that what am i tripping about you know what i mean yeah true it's all about angles man perspective and touching people yeah but... well okay i don't know about touching people on the butt but let's talk about perspective shall we a segue, a segue. So um, we didn't, we we weren't available last Monday, 
I apologize. That was on me. I had some digestive issues. Okay. It was, it's not that I couldn't poo poo. I could poo poo. I just had some fucking serious yeah, indigestion. Okay. Um, look, being healthy as 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 much as you try to be healthy, there's times where even your pursuit of healthiness can be too extreme. So let's just say I went to an extreme and trying to be too healthy, but also trying to balance being a little toxic as well, I guess, if you want to call it that. Okay. Okay. So um, the, our, our uh, beta meter video of today is all about perspective. It really is. And an interesting little twist. And it's all about how you see yourself. It's all, it's all about the inner self. It's all about projection as well. Um, but it's also about one of our favorite adult film stars oh, yeah. that we've she's, grown to love. She's very sweet. Yes, she's very... Alina she's Lopez. Shout out to you. Hi, Alina. Hi, Alina. Call us. Um, she could be a guest on our podcast. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'll reach out to her. She'd be like, okay, that's $10,000. Yeah, we probably have to pay. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in this video that I found very interesting, just in the perspective of somebody dealing with their own like their own insecurities and and stuff like that, and 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 then then using people as well, like yeah, trying, like, like we we have a tendency as adults is trying to trying to get over somebody by getting over somebody else and that's not the healthiest thing to do well once again that's that's not absorbing any kind of pain that's just that's just blocking it you're trying to put something in its place exactly so this adult time this is called adult time and it's called perspective and it's cheating with alita lopez alina lopez so why don't you talk about the premise Okay, well, the first thing is, right off the rip, uh, you look at it and you're like, is this a Michael Bay film? Um, <laughs> so the film quality, it's going to be a, a explosion and stuff. The film quality, okay, it was shot very well. This mm -hmm. is probably one of the best shot videos I've ever seen because it did look like film. I was almost like, if they can actually make a, like a legit movie with a like pornographic sex scene, they should do it. It looks amazing. Look, I don't know like if you have, but you should watch. You should watch Euphoria because it's it's almost like that. Oh, okay. Well, either way, um, it was good. So what I gathered from it is, um, this guy's at a bar and he's basically just trying to get shit faced and get over his wife or girlfriend or like or mm -hmm. not get over, but like you can tell he's dealing with something because Alina Lopez comes over and talks to him. They have a very witty conversation. She first of all, she I didn't like her character in, in, in this shit because I was like, I was kind of turned off. Like, Don't yeah. expect her to be a great actress. Um but nah, she, but I feel like she probably played better in other films. It's just it's just the character that she played. She was if 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 that was the type of woman that came to me at the bar, 
I, as hot as she was, I'd probably be turned off because I don't like stupid like, drunk girls. It's like, what are you drinking, gin or whatever, like scotch or whatever? It's I mean, it's tequila. Because I can't tell the difference. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, nice to meet you. Um, she's like, what do you want to do? You want to go do something? I right around the corner. And then the next thing you know, she's like on him, and it's like, well, whoa, no, whoa, he whoa, was whoa. like, yo, let's go, let's get out of here. Right, okay, he was, she's and like, he was I looking am. at an image of someone on his phone. Yeah, like so you can tell he's like girl uh, or wife or some shit. Right. So he's here's what they're about. So, pissed off. Mm-hmm. so they're getting it on. So basically, what it is is this dude's getting it on, but it, it, at every point, and they just so conveniently said, okay, so every sexual position you do is with Alina Lopez, but then you're going to have these, like, uh, do, I don't know what you call them. I need you to do the same scene. Yeah. The, right. The with another girl. With another woman in the same position. It's supposed to be your wife, right? Is it wife or girl? I think wife. I but think she's wife. basically, here's the thing. You know, you know when people go, hey, when you're having sex, uh, envision something that'll keep you from, you know, busting too early. Mm-hmm. But this dude is like a masochist. Cause he's over there having sex with with he's sorry he's making love to a beautiful woman, but he's thinking about his wife or whatever, who is berating him, basically. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I'm banging another dude in our bed, and she she even at one point says, one night you came home and you I didn't even change the sheets, so she's like, uh, when you scratched your leg on something that was that dude's jizz. She didn't say that. But basically, that's what she was saying. But then basically, Every sexual yeah. position, basically, that's she exactly was like, what oh, she you, said. You can't get me up, and this guy gets me up. And then well, the one thing, see, here's where I thought it was going. Because of the lighting and the video quality and all that stuff, he was getting a little, like, aggressive with her. With uh, you saw at the end. Well, hang on, man, hang on. Okay. Because he's, like, kind of choking her, and, like, it's like, it was very visceral. This was very visceral sex. And, but then I was like, is he going to, like, choke her out? Like, I thought it was actually trying to be a film where maybe he accidentally killed her or something. Because it was just shot so well. You're like, is this, like, a some kind of horror flick? Anyway, it kept going on. And then, um, I, I'm I going to actually say this. I really thought that's what's going to happen. And at the end, I did not expect what I saw. And I was actually kind of thrown by what happened at the end. Would you like yeah, to? Yeah, he smacked the shit out people? of he smacked her because he's envisioning this is his wife berating him the whole time. And he's and like, he, I, I, I'm so sorry. It was I'm really so messed sorry. up. Yeah, it was. But maybe that was the whole point. I mean, was that kind of like a really, that was just like a very real art piece. Yeah. You want to look at it that I way. Thought, I, thought it, I, I thought visually it was, it was, it was a well put together film. Yes, but what was was I, I didn't really care for the, for that. Huh? I didn't like that either. That threw me off. I was like, "It's too much." Like, and I didn't care for the other act. I didn't care for his wife. I I thought she was like, Ugh. And and was like, did Alina read the script? Script, and um, go right. to the last page. Like, yeah. like, oh, like, yeah, go what? Yeah, like. Not smacking in a good way. This is like how much are you paying me? Okay. Exactly. Damn. As long as I don't have to do anal. That part. That part was a little. I will say. I mean, this is what's interesting is because it's it's maybe because it involves sex, 
But when mm. you look at these things, even for, or at least for me, I thought it was like too much. The sex was fine, but the slapping was too much because I think when you know it's like a movie movie, you go, oh, this is acting. But then when yeah. you're like, acting. when people are having sex, you're like, they're really having sex. Right. So it makes it more like. But they're still acting. I know. I know that. But it took me out of that element for a minute. It was like one of those Zen teachers where they whack you in the head with a stick or mm -hmm. something to make you be present. Mm -hmm. she, had a, she had a Zen awakening at the end. I'll say. And he nutted a lot on her. A lot of it. A lot. Like, that motherfucker. Like, I want to know what you eat. There was a What's lot your, of force behind it. Like, the, uh, there, there was, like, that, we talk about fucking, like, surface genocide. He killed a lot of sperm. A lot. So, anyway, what do we give this? Um, I, I took a lot of points off because of the slap at the end. <laughs> I really did. First of all, I, you would—if you would have just—if you wouldn't watched it all the way through, you probably would have nutted. I don't know, maybe six or seven minutes into it, but we had to watch so, it all the way yeah. through. And when you're trying to watch it all the way through, and you're just honestly, about to nut I, I'm gonna give it. Like, I'm I'm gonna give it a six and a half because, wow, like as much as I love Alina Lopez, I didn't I didn't like the back and forth. I don't like the other uh, actor. Or actress, okay. whatever you want to call her. Yeah. That's just not my type of woman. She's too, okay. um, like, her titties too big and just, just looks like, I mean, I've, like, I've, in high school, I've had sex with girls like that. And I'm just like, ah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't fit your, uh, your taste. Um, no, I mean, I'm that's not, the only point I had to watch, and I would have been fine. Got you. I'm going to give it a five. Because it, it, Damn. the I would have given it a couple more points, but I knocked off some because the slap at the end. We gotta find some tens, damn it! Slap in my face. So here's the goal. the The next few Mondays, we gotta find some tens. Hey, your shirt says "Dick in you." Well, it's appropriate for a Monday. I think I'll wear this every Monday. Or at least a, I have three shirts, three Donna Karen shirts. So I can wear this for three Mondays and just switch. This will be my Monday gear. My Monday oh, outfit I is Dick in you. I miss, I miss my, my DK and my shirts anyway. Yeah, we used um, to wear a lot of Donna Karen shit. Like, oh, I got so a hat like, too. Oh, damn. But by the way, like them sperm all over Alina Lopez's body. Yo, mm -hmm. stay young. Stay young. Stay young.